Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. What can we say about this, Suge? So, anyways, just a just a shit fest. <laughs> it's an intimate session. Just Suge eating myself. I'm Lars. It's so special. Find us on Facebook, search Bills and Beers. Find us on Twitter, search Bills and Beers. Subscribe on the podcast if you haven't already. And head on over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code BEERS and make some money betting on something other than Bills games. Uh, it wasn't about the quarterback. It wasn't about the running back. It wasn't about the wide receivers or the play calling. It was about the defense. We got torched today. We got embarrassed. It was tough to watch. It was three hours of torture, so let's not waste any money. But like, like, like seriously, for both of you that are still listening, thanks for being here. But we're just gonna go right into it. What was the final score? Thirty-seven to five, something like that. How do you score five like, points? <laughs> like, I'm too lazy to even pick up my phone, and look it up, because I really don't care. But it wasn't all bad. It was mostly bad. My Labatt Blue MVP of the game is Chris Ivory. The offense runs just as well, if not better, when he's in the lineup than when Shady McCoy's there. Uh, I really don't think we lost anything. It's hard to say that when you only score five points, but we'll get into all the nuances that helped us arrive to that point. But Chris Ivory looked great around the ball. He looked fast, tough, durable, and, um, you know, Marcus Murphy wasn't much worse, so yeah, not sure why Shady's still on the roster. They're definitely honestly. a good uh, one-two punch. Marcus Murphy's a little bit more on the Shady style of things, but doesn't dance around in the backfield the way that Shady does uh, You know, in order to get his big runs when he does get them. But I think that, yeah, I, I was really happy. I've been thrilled with Chris Ivory. Um, I mean, Jeff was saying that we give him more love than, than his mama. But uh, I'm okay with that. Did I Jeff mean, say? Did he criticize? That? He Chris. He said, "Oh, I think that you know, Chris Ivory gets a lot of love on this pod. Maybe more than uh, maybe more than he should." But that was a little offhanded comment. And right now, I'm angry at everybody. So fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. Fuck uh, you, Jeff. No. But uh, but I guess what I'm um, the thing I like about Chris Ivory is that he gets the job done. Right. Like when you need him to do something, you, he gets it done. Um, I will say... Is he your batty blue? No, 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 no. My Labatt blue player is uh, the coffee at Lincoln Station. Uh, I don't understand... What, what did you say the name was? Chef? Chef's Delight? Chef's Delight or Coffee. Sh- Chef's, Chef's Choice? Delight Colombian, Chef's Delight Chef's Choice, maybe? Uh, Chef's Select? Co- Colombian Coffee. Uh, I have been working obscene hours all week. I got three hours of sleep last night, and I came in here and just needed a cup of coffee, and my goodness... Isn't it delightful when you walk into a gas station or a restaurant, and it's not like a gourmet restaurant, it's a bar, and you're thinking, oh, God, the coffee's going to suck. But it was just spectacular, and it made the game watchable because I was otherwise <laughs> wow. I was otherwise wow. tired. Can I get a just, cup? I wanted to lay down and, like, die. Uh, and, frankly, at, at some point before I had the coffee, I was thinking, oh, my God, I'd rather be at work right now, and it's been hell at work. So, uh, yeah, the, the coffee was the best thing about this game. Reverse power rankings of, of bad coffee has got to go office, hotel, airplane. Airplane being the worst. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's accurate. Unless it's bad gas station. Bad gas station is a new level. Yeah, but if you're getting coffee at a gas station... This you is are, what's happened. This is why this is the So Anyways episode. But you're desperate enough that it, you, you, you pretty much take anything that's warm and caffeinated at this, that point. I mean, this literally is the So any. I was walking back from getting uh, something from our car after this game and coming back thinking... 
This episode was just so anyways, because so you're, anyways. There, you're watching this game, and oh, there's another Bills pick. Like, so I turned to Lars, I was like, so anyways, I've had, uh, I've had wings three days in a row this week. It's like, there's, there's nothing to talk about with the game. With and 11 so, minutes to go in the game, Suge turned to me and said, what are we going to talk about? Then a guy from the bar came over and goes, hey, what are you guys going to talk about on your podcast like, there's today? There's literally nothing to Within so 12 anyways, uh, you know, I wonder if Bill's okay. Didn't Bill have pneumonia the other week? You know, so it's a big so anyways. Um... And, uh, but well, anyways, let's move let's over move to, to the Jenny bad Kitt, side because yeah. so, there's plenty of bad things to talk about. I don't know what the hell happened to the defense today. The schizophrenic defense? They were supposed to keep us in games. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to give Cassie the satisfaction of saying Brian Dable because she seems to think that uh, Josh Allen is just as good or better than what Derek Anderson did today. After and, being on the roster for 12 days. And I think that's objectively not true, but if, if we get her on the line, I will force her to, to defend that indefensible position. <laughs> so I'm just going to give mine to Sean McDermott. And there were so many people in Bill's Nation who crapped their pants and, and cried their eyes out when Rex Ryan was here as the head coach. And I get it that the fluky 2014 defense looked, looked like something that we couldn't even like imagine in 2015 and 2016 when Rex Ryan was here, but I'm, I'm going to go back. He was a fluke, so I'm not going to die on that hill again. But, but i tell you one thing Rex Ryan didn't do was get blown out yep. a lot. Yep. Sean McDermott gets blown out a lot. It's feast or famine. We lost by 32 points today against a team that can't stop anybody. And I understand that we had a quarterback who just joined the roster 12 days ago and arguably our best player went out in the second play of the game. We scored five points. And uh, we scored three points. Two points were snapped out of the back of the end zone and given to us. We didn't score those points. We scored three points today. And we gave up 37. And that's with two missed extra points. It's just, it's it's. Frightening. What's the process? Where's the process? What's the process? Who is, is Sean McDermott completely full of shit? Yes. I, there's no question. You can't say anything other than the fact that Sean McDermott is completely full of shit at this stage. Anyone that says, I need to look at the tape after performances like this is completely full of shit. Just own up to it. You know what? We made a mistake. We should have had some better support cast for Josh Allen. We didn't expect him to have to play. We started off thinking A.J. McCarron was okay. And my blind fucking faith in Nate Peterman. Don't use that word. Don't use the F word. Oh, why? Faith. I don't want to okay. hear faith. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear the word faith uttered right. in, in regards to this team and how we're picking quarterbacks ever again. So my blind fucking F word against uh, for, for Nate Peterman tells us that it was that same blind F word that allowed us to say that, hey, we're okay without a vet on the cube, on, on the roster. We're okay with just Nate Peterman and Josh Allen, the rawest prospect coming out of the draft. And no that, wide that was receivers. A good, and no wide receivers and a makeshift offensive line and a tight and, end and that by the way, never, ever performed in the NFL after he got to Buffalo. And an offensive coordinator who's, who's never, never, ever, ever been an offensive coordinator. And no, a he has. Coach. No, he has been an offensive oh, coordinator. Oh, sorry. He's never coached an offense better than 25th in the league. That's right. And He's, he, I, I get, oh, he, he played under, he coached under Bill Belichick, then Nick Saban. Lottie fucking with, da. With Hernandez and Gronk. Do you really think you need to do that much with Hernandez and Gronk? I mean, one of them's a fucking murderer. The other one is like the, the greatest a, a, tight end of yeah, all time. Yeah, exactly. And so, 
you know, and not to mention a QB coach who's never been a fucking QB coach. I mean, I know I went over this last week, but I just don't understand this fucking process. And I just think, Sean McDermott, you are completely full of shit. You got lucky getting into the playoffs last year. Yep. And we said team, it last year. We said it last year. This isn't just sour grapes. We were saying this as much last year. And like week 12, 13, we were starting to look around like, why are we making a push for the playoffs? This team is so far from being a, quote, playoff team that why would we sacrifice draft positions and just check the box for the sake of checking the box? Yeah, so and this, then, this isn't a new opinion. No, and maybe this is this year. And I mean, what is it? was it great? Was it a great day when we made the playoffs? Yeah, we had so much fun. It was right? awesome that people but came out like, and, and welcomed the plane back on New Year's Day when it was at 2 in the morning. It was, it was really cool. You know, it's like, it's like banging the dirty slut and ruining your marriage. What? Okay? And ruining your marriage in the process. Okay. Right? That, like, it feels good at the moment, but the long-term implications of that dirty slut that was the playoffs is not acceptable. This is going to be a therapeutic episode <laughs> for all of us, I can tell. Well, I will say this, though. It's it's very frustrating. Um, and I'm going to give my uh, my Jenny Cremail bummer of the game uh, to our quarterbacks coach. Um, I, I, I think that... Um, I, I've just had it, I, I, and, and I think that it. I don't understand what his purpose is. I've seen no development of any of our quarterbacks. Um, I mean, Derek Anderson. What, what Derek kind of Anderson, expectations did you have for Derek Anderson today? I mean, I he, know very. I actually thought he met expectations. I mean, uh, yeah, we I, knew I, I that about so. him that he can make some amazing throws. He did make some great throws. The thing we that, also ran the ball. We ran the ball well, but no, that's, no, not well. Right. The offense was meant to go through the run today. We were trying to yeah, hide Derek Henderson at, at all costs. But but the beauty of it is that so one thing that Derek Anderson showed us was that if you see the receiver open and you actually have the arm to make the throw, some of these receivers are open. Some of these receivers are open. We've known this. You know, and this is it, why this Josh is why, Allen doesn't see him. This is Nate why Peterman Jeff Day and I throw. disagree so much on Zay Jones, by the way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you saw Zay. You saw people streaking across the field. And if you see it and have the arm to make it, then it's available. So if we had a real quarterback, surprise, surprise, an NFL offense needs a quarterback. And we don't have one. Haven't had one. So, I mean, I, whatever. I could have picked the QB coach. I could have been the offensive coordinator. I just, I, I mean, what we really should be picking is Brandon Bean, right, who put together this team without any plan. And, and you know, and the biggest, the biggest problem, fine, you want a tanking season? Fine. Tank the hell out of it. Build up your defense. will be a fun defense to watch. And accept the fact that we're going to suck. Do not hurt or destroy your future uh, franchise QB or what you think is going to be your future franchise QB. Like you said, Lars, we should have brought in Matt Moore. We should have brought in Kellen Clemens or whoever the hell we have. Derek Anderson. And he's at Derek Anderson and said, all you three shitty vets, you fight for the, for the, for the job. Josh Allen, sit and learn from these vets. Yeah. They'll never have an arm like you, but their brain is a thousand times better than yours. Sit and learn. And Nate Peterman, God help us if we need you. Yeah, no, Nate Peterman, you're going to run scout team. You're going to be on the practice squad. And if another team wants you, they can have you. That's how we should have gone. And, and I understand that Nate Peterman looked incredible in the preseason. But if this regime is so blind to the fact that preseason ball versus regular season ball, then that, that that's that's really concerning to me. 
Well, I also think that the problem is that there's no talent evaluators on here that are good quarterback evaluators, right? And so God help us that we actually picked a quarterback with this with these talent evaluators because everyone else in the league said, hey, this kid doesn't have the arm to play in the I, NFL. I made, I made the point last week, Suge, and I'll come back to it. If they really, really wanted Sam Darnold, and that was their guy, and then Go they get him. and then, no, and then they missed out. They watched the Jets get up to number three. Bail, bail. You've got a shitload yep. of draft picks. Like fill out the rest of this team. Tank in 2018. Get a better pick for next year, or try to position yourself for the 2018 draft. Because one or two things is true. You either had to go 0 and 16 and win a coin toss with the Cleveland Browns to get the best quarterback on the board. Assuming they thought it was Baker Mayfield or Sam, Dar- whoever they thought, it was, they thought it was, whoever yeah. they, that wasn't it. That wasn't going to happen last year. We instead we made the playoffs, so that that was out. So at best, now we're thinking, okay, well maybe we'll probably get the second best quarterback in the year that we're trying to position ourselves to get the quarterback. We'll get the second best quarterback. Okay, well now the now the Jets have traded up. They're going to get at least the second best quarterback at this point. I'm out, right? Oh, we're out. I'm out. I'm out. Fine. I'm out. Fine. I can't get the first. I can't get the second. I, why would I? Why would I waste all these resources on the third best quarterback? And they continue to, especially burn. when the third best was controversial. And they continue to burn resources to go get him. They gave up. They gave up multiple draft picks last year. They gave up Cordy Glenn. They gave up Tyrod Taylor. They gave up a lot of things to move up and get the third best quarterback that they knew was the third best quarterback. Because they knew that there was going to be two quarterbacks taken before. It just has to be that there are no scouts on that on that team that actually understand offense. You know, I mean, the one thing we've been great at is in free agency. Or they were so locked into 2018, they they didn't knew any, they they had no other quarterbacks in the pipeline. And that come back to what I complained about last week. What's the process? What's the contingency plan? If the plan was to go all in on a quarterback in 2018, and it, that presented itself to not be a reality. How did you not have a backup plan for 2019? Yeah, I just I, I I don't get it. I don't, and I know that the 2019 class isn't that great. But you don't need to be in a great class to get a great quarterback. By the Look way, at fucking Patrick Mahomes. By the way, I'm now shouting the way that I meant to at the library that we were recording at I last know, week. That was, that was so fucking. So now I'm in a loud, really now yell. I'm in a crowded bar and I can actually yell. So. Um, okay, well that's that, I guess. Yeah, we're this two, team. We're so two anyways, and five. So anyway, right now we get now we get to host the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football to get the two and six, and we'll have half a season with our thumb up our asses, wondering what where we're gonna draft this year. If there's gonna be a team that's gonna be worse than us, and yeah, now okay, I mean, there's great. Nothing, there's nothing to do anymore, right? I mean, we knew that the season would suck. Right, but I didn't know that I wasn't gonna get to watch fucking Josh Allen. It's also I didn't know that you know we're I, already no, we're not even halfway through the season. We have five conference losses. We are out of the playoffs. We are definitely out of the playoffs. There's no question about that. Because wh- I mean, what? So tell me, Brandon Bean. You know, um, uh, you, the, 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 the guy from the Bleacher Report was on with uh, Shoop and the Bulldog saying, you know, you you sometimes you might need McCoy just to be that marquee player to get people in the seats. What is it that is going to drive people to be in the seats now for these Buffalo Bills? Like, I'm sure as hell not going on the... I'm a cold-weather person. I love the cold. I'm not, I would never fucking go watch a Bills game in the stadium and it's, right now. And it sucks that I our mean, schedules... Other than to go drink outside, you know, are, like, that's it. There's but, nothing good about watching... What are you going to watch? The defense that might be fucking horrible one week and then great in the next week, but it doesn't really matter because the offense does zero? Like, what are, what are you there to watch? To watch Derek Anderson? Like, and in, in a year, or, 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 or in a to year watch where Nate Peterman suck, like there's literally nothing to watch on this team. And when we're backloaded with home games, 
Yeah. We just played we played seven games, five of them been on the road, which means most of our games from here on out are at home. And don't give me this, oh, when they get home, they're, they're, it's going to come together. No. It's going to do no. all these things. We don't have the fucking talent, okay? We don't have the talent on this team. You know, if you want to actually say that you want to win, go get your ass Colin Kaepernick or something like that. If you're desperate... But you don't want to win. That's fine. But what pisses me off, I'm fine with a tanking season. Who I wanted a tanking season last so year. So who are we tanking for? We we went all in on quarterback. What's, there's no other position that's worth tanking for. I'm sorry, but there's not. Yeah, but I mean, but then what the hell are we doing? Then why didn't we get anybody? Okay, fine. We didn't have any free agency money. We, we have all this dead cap space. But what was the plan? What was the plan to protect that young asset that you had, Right. And you should have said, fuck you, fans. I don't play for the fans. Yeah. I play for the— It wasn't I, there. It I, didn't I work, work out. It didn't I work out for us. for the Buffalo Bills. I don't care if Nate Peterman sucks. I'll get Derek Anderson, and eventually he'll replace Nate Peterman. But he's Nate Peterman's going to go back out there and suck, or Logan Thomas is going to suck, and or we're just going to fucking run the wildcat all day. You know? And and, and and But I'm not going to ruin— my number one draft pick. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm certainly not going to injure him and maybe get get him in a situation where now he has a nagging surgery that may or may not need uh, Tommy John surgery, right, or nagging injury. Like, it just doesn't fucking make sense. Protect the asset. Protect the asset. Protect the asset. That was your only fucking job. The 2018 offseason did not work out the way the Bills wanted it to. Understatement of the year. And yet they still forged ahead as if everything was going according to plan when it very clearly was not. Anyways, what's the process? Let's get uh, let's get Cassie on the line here. She was at the game today. God bless her. Uh, we'll see what she had to see from the cheap sheets. Go Bills. So anyways, uh, we got Cassie here on the line. She was at the game, and she's getting sassy. Ooh, it's so sassy. She's that sassy Cassie. Sassy Cassie here from Indianapolis. Are you in the parking lot yet, girl? Where are you calling us from? In the parking lot, great contingency of, of fairly quality Bill's fan representation down here in Indianapolis. Met a lot of great fans, passed out some business cards. So some of you guys are new listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for heeding my advice. If the Bills, 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 or whatever Bills segment has come up, I told you guys that it sucks. Please fast forward forward. Uh, so a couple, Bill might be dead. A couple things on that point. Uh, thank you for listening. We don't always scream into the microphone the way we, we just did. So uh, go back and listen to some archives or stick with us next weekend when we're not quite so pissed off. But Cassie, that sounds very delightful. So I have to ask, what are you so sassy about? I am sassy about the fact that you guys and I watched a completely, entirely different game. So apparently, from what I saw over our text chain throughout the game, you guys thought Derek Anderson was running an offense, was seeing the field. Hold on. No, I don't think anybody said that. Okay. I did say I thought I, he was running the offense better than Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So there, okay. there, is, okay. there is a wide margin between... Better than Josh Allen and doing it competently. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I think that. So and Derek like, Anderson fell somewhere in between. Let's let's let Cassie you go off on yeah, your Derek because he's perfectly I, willing. I'm perfectly willing to give him a Jen Cream Ale. Don't get me wrong. It's just that it's all it's all it's I mean like shit or diarrhea, right? Like I mean, here, that's here, what the here's, question here's is. Here's the thing, Josh. Diarrhea like, or hot diarrhea? I, there's a lot of Bill fans out there, and I'm not saying Josh Allen is the world's 
you know, gift to the future of the franchise of the Buffalo Bills. I am not saying that. What I am saying is I am not counting him out after five games of a season, and then you flip the you, you turn tricks and you see Derek Anderson, who legitimately is not much better, right? Yeah. I think it is a lot. He's, he's, he's better, but he's not much better. But he's a fucking, like, 18-year vet. He better be a little he better. better. He's been on the roster for 12 days. That, too. This Josh Allen had a... But we don't... I mean, the thing is that... Did we really expect... Derek, I mean, so, okay. As bad... If, if Josh Allen is better than Derek... Or, sorry, if Josh allow Allen is me, worse... Allow me. Hold on. We, we I don't even know what I'm trying we to say. We were expecting Derek Anderson to come in today and try to squeak out a 13-9 win. As soon as it looked as if the Colts were going to put up 37 points on us, everything went out the window. Every- yeah, yeah. So, so let's not let's not try to throw the ball downfield. You know, let's keep let's keep throwing it five yards. Like there were multiple times, and I don't know if you guys could see it, but there were multiple times. There was one time I was like, "Oh, is that those flowers like are wide open down here?" Just, oh, there was there yeah. was wide receivers this, down the field, wide open. There were games. Multiple times, or what's his name? Um, yeah, no, no, no. What's his? I'm sorry. So, anyways, Jay Jones, the tall guy. I'm trying not Calvin Benjamin on the other side. Groom? Oh, Holmes, Holmes, no. Holmes, Holmes. Holmes, Holmes. Thank you, Holmes. Multiple times. I wouldn't we're go like to looking at, I I understand that, but like multiple times, we're like, okay. And the other thing is, Derek Anderson isn't getting fat. Like, there was relatively some time in the pocket. Like, yeah. the Colts did not blitz. They did not pressure. There was zero times where, like, the team got up because, or the fans got up because they put, like, tons of pressure on Derek Anderson. That didn't happen. But he like, he got rid of the ball faster, though, Cass, right? Yeah, I rid mean, of the just, ball fast, yeah. You know, and, so the, but, and maybe that's harder to develop the deep pet route if he has to get rid of the ball because of the pressure. And I had, so I, Cass, right before halftime, uh, I don't know if it was Adam Archuleta or Spiro Dennis who said um, that he should just take a shot here. They should just take a shot here. And I, I turned to Suja and I said, no, 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 no. The guy who had been on his couch for the last five months should not be testing his accuracy 45 yards down the field. And, and then long, he did. And then he did. And he threw it right to the safety. So I'm, I'm with you to some extent. I had low expectation that he was going to be. I mean, and by the way, there's a reason he's been a backup for 15 years. I, like the, yeah. The, oh, yeah. the expectation that he's going to be throwing dimes 50 yards down the field, I, uh, I think, is an unrealistic one. The, the thing I want to come back to the here, Cass, is, though, like I just said, I think the game plan today was to win a squeaker, was to grind one out, keep the game close, and hope that Derek Anderson makes few enough mistakes that we can pull out a victory. Meanwhile, well, meanwhile, it was a goddamn jailbreak for the defense. So when the final score is 37 to five and there haven't been special teams or defensive touchdowns we as fans are left wondering who should i be pissed at the offense that could only muster five fucking points or the defense three points three points excuse me three points or the defense that couldn't do anything so i mean here's the thing here's the thing we're we guys we all say oh we got a great defense no we don't because we have we've been okay flacco great quarterback we did not do well right Yep. Rogers, great quarterback. We did Rivers. not do well. Luck, Rivers, right? We've yeah. shown that our defense is pretty good against very average to mediocre quarterbacks. That's accurate. Watson, yeah, I, Cousins, right? We we do not. Maybe our defense isn't as good as we think we are. 
maybe we're just good at getting the mediocre quarterbacks. And as soon as, like, a really decent quarterback comes out, we're screwed, a.k.a. Monday night. This is going to be the yeah. biggest spread ever in the NFL. And I think what? this might be I historic. I might take the points there. Yeah. I might take those points. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I, I when you can't put it that imagine. Way. I cannot imagine what the Patriots will do with this offense and this defense. Like, I mean, oh. I, you know you know what oh. they're going to do? You know, the, the defense is going to start playing better next game, and we're going to be like, whoa, look at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, but, no, yeah. but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you're right, Cass. I mean, like, maybe that it's not that they've been up and down. It's just that they've been great against shitty quarterbacks and shitty offenses and that they've been really horrible against other ones. Like, that the rest of the league is looking at the, the, the media talking about how great the Bills' defense is and laughing, being like, are you kidding me? Like, there is so obvious how we would exploit this defense just like all the other guys have you know and so zero sacks today zero zero sacks zero 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 pressure on luck i mean the the dude sat back there and just picked us apart yep like i I will say that when they were when they were having success in the first half they were hurrying him a little bit but then i mean that that doesn't help when you're constantly facing third and two third and one i mean they were just their running game was just too much for us to handle it was really frustrating to watch yeah, and yeah, the yeah. only thing I can say about Derek Anderson is that, you know, some of those timing patterns, right, the reason I'm really happy he's on the team is because I think Josh Allen's going to see, like, hey, he just threw a 10-yard out. He just threw um, a back shoulder throw, and he didn't need to, you know, and that was he felt the pressure, and he that's how he identified the short throw that we can make or the slant pass, right? Like, you don't have to win it all in one thing. You, don't, you just have to be able to see it. And so I'm really excited about the fact that Josh Allen finally gets some time on the bench and I'm even more excited about the fact that he got to do it after seeing, seeing some live playing time because he saw how difficult it is to do in the NFL. Uh, Cassie is in a wind tunnel. Um, but, yes, uh, I am. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. But also, that's okay. But also, here's the thing. Josh Allen probably seen balls downfield where he's like, yeah, Derek Anderson can't make that throw, but I can. So, and right, you know what? what? Oh, what maybe I, I could run the offense this way or could run the offense that way. Right, and he understands that by by making those short throws, then maybe that opens up the, uh, the, the deep ball. And so I think the fact that he had live reps, you know, in the NFL and had struggled and then got to see someone who's not nearly as talented as him do it and actually start to move the ball and then no make way. stupid critical errors um, is, uh, is is going to be a valuable thing for Josh Allen. And, and God, thank God he gets some time to not get fucking destroyed. And I still say that even if his elbow is miraculously healthy, now the guy's 22, like he probably, he's like Wolverine out there and yeah, his, he his healing is. factor. If he's ready to go Monday, I still think Derek Anderson should start. Why yeah, would you put Josh Allen against Be- Bill Belichick? Don't. So, Don't. And, and here's what I have to say about that, Suge, is that the one thing that he needs to learn to do is pull the trigger, see it, throw it, see it, throw it. And yeah. I would be okay with that. I, I would be I, I would be okay with Josh Allen in the lineup making the right throws, even if he was wildly off target. Yep. I think that the narrative of Josh Allen being an inaccurate thrower, now this is purely speculation, this is wild speculation, got to his head enough that he's timid to make those throws. And that's really concerning for me. Because if he, if he had the gumption to make those throws, the thing that you can learn to do is throw with accuracy. You can learn to set your feet and follow through properly. Like you, you can learn to throw a ball where you want to throw a ball. That part can be taught. The part where you have the, like the the desire or the, or the balls, so to speak, to just to pull the trigger. That's something that comes from within, and and unfortunately, that's what was 
lacking in Josh Allen at least for the last three weeks, and I think that's why it's most concerning to me. So if nothing else, if he watches Derek Anderson sail some of these passes that that Josh Allen just didn't even have it within him to throw, I think that's a step in the right direction if he can bring himself to throw it and then spend the next nine months th- learning how to throw a football right. That's fine. Right. And well, yeah, and- yeah, and, and you know, the other thing that he's seeing with Derek, so Greg Cassell was on um, uh, show for the Bulldog, and if anyone's ever listened to his segments about the matchups, like it's a great, great, great segment. And he was talking about what the value is of a Derek Anderson, and he said, you know, what you are going to see is he hits his back foot, and he knows exactly where the ball is going, like and he's Peterman. just going to throw it. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. Like Peterman, and that's the key, right? Is that you have to see it. Nate Peterman sees it. You have to be able to throw that ball. Derek Anderson can do it. Um, and you know, and, and so, so those are things that Josh Allen just doesn't see it, right? So that everyone has the flaw. The problem is that Derek. He also said that Derek Anderson will make some great throws, but then he will also make some boneheaded mistakes. Of course and we he saw will. that. Of course he and will. And we saw that because he's Derek Anderson, right? And so, but but, but so but if, if Josh thing. can this start game. to see it, that's all that we need. Go, Cass, go. This game, this game showed. I'm hoping Josh Allen's sitting on the, the bench being like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. A veteran came in, and he still threw three picks. I can throw the ball downfield. And if I throw picks, I'm, this isn't the end of my career because he's looking at Nate Peterman being like, I don't want to be you. I don't want to be you who ruined your career with one or two opportunities. So right? mean, meanwhile, we're, we're sitting here watching the Browns and Bucks refuse to try to win one, win this game. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but this is an overtime game, and this is the the Browns just fumbled the kick, the punt, and now Jameis Winston drops back to pass, stands there for four seconds, and takes a sack at the 50 yard line when they were already in field goal range. Sorry, it's, no, throw the ball. I'm throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Yeah. Throw the ball. You know, we the two quarterbacks we've had in our roster that are willing to throw the ball: Nate Peterman and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Neither of them. Both of them great passers, both of them terrible throwers. We need to find somebody who can do both. Hey, Cass, what are you drinking down there in Indianapolis with your open container? You know what? I, uh, I, met, a, I met a guy here who listens to the pod um, who gave me an exceptional I drank it. It was a out of Athens, Georgia. The IPA. Uh, it was an IPA. I drank it today. I sent you guys a picture of that. Um, drinking some Labatt Blue. The one thing that's most disappointing about being on the, an away fan here is the bars in downtown Indy have a really weak, like, local beer scene, but they've got some really great local beers that you can't sample them in the beers in, in the bars downtown. What? That's been a, that's been a, a, yeah. I mean, we went to bars and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, I will say I was drinking, um, I was drinking, what was I drinking yesterday? Sorry. The Yingling. I was drinking some Yingling yesterday. Nice. Can't yeah. get that in Chicago. I had to drink some Yingling. But Yingling was kind of the most local that they got down here. So Indies, Indies probably, maybe a year from now, maybe like a lot of local bars will start carrying some of the local breweries. But a lot of it was just Bud Light, Miller Light, Stella, Guinness. Yeah. You know, a lot of NASCAR Fuck it. Let's huh? move to Indy and start a brewery. Yeah, Who's with me? Yeah, that's a great right? idea. Uh, it's ripe, and, and these people like to drink some beer. So, Cass, you can be in charge of. Uh, you can be the taste master for the lights and the darks, and Sujanelle will take everything in between. There you go. Yeah, exactly. We'll do it. I'm, I'm game for it. All right, girl. Well, we'll see you. We'll see you here Monday night. Damn oh my birthday. God. We got next. We got a it's fucking. It's gonna be Suj's 40th birthday. Yeah, Primetime games in the station have been horrible. Just 
horrible. <laughs> We're all going to be crying. I don't remember a lot of Irish eyes or... Uh, yeah, why don't you all take the day off the next day and celebrate my birthday with you? Might have to. Okay, well, right. Cass, yeah. thanks, thanks for representing. Thanks for doing everything you could possibly do. Until Monday, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Love you, boys. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this one for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on playoff baseball, basketball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is the best bet, and I know you'll be happy with it all year. It's a better bet than the Powerball. Does this sound convincing? I recommend these guys <laughs> because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. My bookie is offering a 100% bonus for the last time this year. That's right. Have you been thinking about placing a bet all season but haven't manned up yet? Well, it's time to make your move. After Sunday's game off, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. Make sure you follow at MyBookie on Twitter or Instagram. They personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention that they've given away nearly $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as the odds and props are posted. Log on to MyBookie right now and don't miss your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus. That's the promo code BEERS if you're a Bills and Biz... Bills and Beers listener, <laughs> you'll get paid on your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code Beers. You play, you win, you get paid. That's pretty good for the first time ever reading that. Yeah, huh? I think that was, that was very nice. That was very nice. Did you bet this week? No, fuck no, that. No, I didn't either because, God damn it, these Bills suck. Go Bills. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. I ain't got my partner, so I can't do it in harmony. And uh, we're both just ordering another Alpha King, which we've talked about on this podcast. You heard it from Cass uh, and Bill. We're uncertain if Bill lives. Uh, stay tuned uh, after this episode for another quick uh, for a, a quick little Easter egg about Bill. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll do that. Maybe he won't. About the things that you kept too long. And speaking of things you kept too long. Thank you, Ben. Um, you know, we've been fans of this Buffalo Bills team for a long time now. And we've been watching a team play for a long time now that doesn't have anything to speak of at the quarterback position. And yet, we keep coming back to it time and time again. And I'm sure... There we've th- held on to that dream that one day we'll hel- have a quarterback. We've held on to that dream. We've held on to that idea that this is the right thing for us. And uh, it's, you know, we're, we're kind of reaching a we're reaching a tipping point here. When we get that quarterback, man, when we get that quarterback, <laughs> woo, when we get that quarterback. Woo, when we get that quarterback. And this is the, today was the. And I use that old man voice because that is literally going to be me at 85 if I make it there talking about, ooh, when we get that quarterback, those Buffalo Bills are going to be so good. And you know what? There's some poor fucking 85-year-old that actually wishes. Well, actually, at least that person got to watch the gym and all that stuff. But still, that's going to be us. That's going to be our old ass. When we get that quarterback. So today's quarterback was the 19th 
starting quarterback since since Jim Kelly. Oh sweet Jesus. Nineteenth starting quarterback since Jim Kelly. So I guess Suge, the question is your personal life, your your Bills fandom, your professional life, however you wanna cue it up. Something that like you've just sort of kept around for probably longer than is warranted. Um, not really going anywhere with this, but for whatever reason you just stuck it out. Um, maybe you're still sticking it out. Maybe you're still looking for that that opportunity, that big break. And, uh, you know, as you look more and more critically at it, it becomes clearer and clearer that maybe we should just hang it up. It is the Mother Fletcher's T-shirt from Myrtle Beach. It is a T-shirt that my sister got. My sister was born in 72. When my sister in high school went to Myrtle Beach for spring break, this must have been, what, my sister was there for in high school from 89 to 90, so early 90s, uh, and uh, she got a t-shirt, and it was like one of her favorite t-shirts, through hand-me-down, as I am the youngest, I eventually got that t-shirt. I wore that t-shirt all the time, loved that t-shirt, then the t-shirt started to fall apart, and then it became an under t-shirt, right? Like, it's not the t-shirt that you wear on top, because it's kind of, you still you know, have this t-shirt? I still have that t-shirt from 1989, 1990, somewhere around there. My poor wife has tried to exercise this T-shirt for a long time. It got to the point where it was so thin that you could see my whole body through the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got to the point where the holes were so big that, like, all my fat would show underneath. Like, there would just be giant holes. It looked like it was moth-eaten. And it was never moth-eaten. It just was pure wear. But I love the T-shirt. Then I was like, oh, but it's so soft. And my wife wanted me to trapped trying to get her she's like when you're asleep and i was like you know i love that t-shirt don't you dare don't you dare don't you dare finally i put it on one day and so it got to the point where it was like it's so thin that like when i tried to like put my hand through it i literally went through the t-shirt <laughs> so then i had to be really ginger when putting it on taking it off that it would all fall apart finally one day i pulled up on it and the neck just ripped off <laughs> so it's gone now so you have turned the page on this t-shirt finally i still have it <laughs> Don't tell my wife I still have it. One day I just want to wear it. I don't know. It's like my little blankie. I don't know. It's my security blanket. But, man, these tattered Buffalo Bills, we hang on to them. Because there's something about them that we love, yet we hang on to them. There's something about having hope up on the shelf that you pass every day on your way out the door that just keeps you going. Yeah. So, for me, I want to say nine, maybe ten years ago, I... You know, you have to name all your Apple products. And I actually, yep. I, I judge people who's like, who's like, you know, iPhone comes up as like Sujit's iPhone. And yeah, I'll be like, I think really? that's mine. Come on, <laughs> come on, you lazy motherfucker. Like, you couldn't have gone in and like renamed it. Like, that's that's half the fun. Of I literally did not ever think about that until just now. I'm going to rename my phone. Come you were you were to rename it's your Sujit's devices? It's Sujit's iPhone. It's oh, literally called Sujit's iPhone. Oh, I didn't know. I'm that person. God. I'm sorry. I didn't even think about okay, it. Okay, well, I renamed my devices. And about nine or ten years ago, I named one of my devices P199. Explain. That stood for Project 199. Because it was an i, it was an iPod Shuffle that I used predominantly while exercising. Project One Ninety Nine is easy to decipher. When I was a senior in high school, I weighed probably about two hundred five pounds. Mm-hmm. When I was playing three sports and lifting a lot, and I was in pretty good shape, uh, I was around two hundred five. When I went to college, I went to college around two ten. Because uh, I had spent the entire summer lifting before preseason. Getting huge. 
And then uh, through preseason, like two a days, I was down to like 195. Wow. My freshman year of college, like I, I lost like 15 pounds of muscle mass right off the top. I have not weighed less than 200 pounds since my freshman year of college. And mm. which, mm. you know, again, mm. compared yes. to, compared to when I was a senior high, like that, that's a hard mark for me to hit. Yeah. Um, however, I have had it in the back of my head that like my goal for fitness for like the last 10 years has been Project 199. And we are still hovering around Project <laughs> 211. We can't. And I'm getting to the point now where it's like, does every year that goes past, biology is working against me to the extent that I have to do something radical here or just admit yep. that, like, I'm not going to get to 199. I should maintain a healthy lifestyle. But the idea of getting to 199, we should probably wave bye bye to that dream. Yeah, I think that, you know, like I told you guys, I went to that uh, that obesity medicine training conference. And, uh, yeah, you know, there you literally are. You hit it on the head. Uh, there is literally six or seven different pathways that prevent you from changing weight when you've been on there. That's why everybody gain, regains weight. Uh, so you do it. You, you literally said it. You have to do something drastic yeah. where you retrain your body. Um, or it just it just it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, like but I am, people say when I get older my metabolism goes down. Yeah, that's part of it. But there's so much more to it that just like your body. So let me evolutionarily. But let me just talk about the deep, yeah. the, the the extent to which this is a part of my life. Hang so, on to it. You so hang I, on to it. So I have I I am a I, I was sent the Polar Suite of fitness products. Polar's like it's a nice. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I got nice the heart stuff. rate monitor. I do the whole thing. I track all my How workouts. Do we get that sponsorship. Yeah, that'd be a nice sponsorship. That's probably you know a little uh, aside from this segment. It's it's pretty counter to our otherwise message. Um, so I have the polar stuff, which all things it's a beautiful online dashboard. It's a beautiful app dashboard that shows your your hey, polar heart rate. See how nice this sounds. O overall, it, all of it. So Jackie for Christmas got me the polar scale. Ooh, nice. Which syncs Bluetooth to my thing, so I can say, hey, I want to weigh this. And I said, wait, and I don't. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm two eleven right now. In 60 days, I want to be I want to be 199. It's always like I weigh 211 now. In 40 days, I want to weigh 206. 40 days later, yeah. 210.5. <laughs> but like I had like I got all the gear. Isn't I, the human ba body amazing? I've, you're not 215. You're not no, 205. You are literally I'm, within. A I'm, half I'm within 212 to 215. Like and and I work out five times a week. Like I I don't eat dinner. Like I right. like I there like one ninety nine probably not it for me. Yeah. You know now, it, that said I'm I'm it's not like I'm walking out the door and be like yeah we're done with that no 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 no, no it's we're still am, on it I am still gonna go to bed just like we're gonna come like, to this fucking bar and watch a goddamn yeah. New England yeah, game yeah, like, like we've never been here before how, how about January like no you know what guys pounds. we're gonna shock I'm, I'm feeling really good about this week. I'm really feeling really good about. I don't know what it is. I'm feeling good about this week. Like it's gonna be fucking different for a Bills primetime game. You against know New England. Against New England. The only difference is that they may break. They may not break our hearts this year. This year. It we might, might just ju be so bad. We like might just get game, blown out. Right? The game it might, might be, be another over. so anyways. Um, and I strongly say that if that starts to happening, we get up from the front, from the front uh, table at Lincoln Station, and. 
we make it a point that we are going and watching, going and doing something different. We're going to watch from a different table? Tell Ben to reserve a different table? No, no, no. Like, we're going to leave the bar and go do, we're going to go play pool or something. We're or, not going to watch the rest of the Bills game. No, we're not going to fucking Delilah's. Never <laughs> in your fucking life. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I mean, in the same token, I don't understand it, right? There's certain things you just can't get rid of. So that's the thing. Stuff you hold on to too long and stuff you just can't get rid of. Yeah. Right? Like the fungus among us that is the Bills. <laughs> and, and, and fucking Bill Nichols keeps calling. Um, but I, as you guys know, I cut out all my carbs, right? You look great. Lost 45 fucking pounds. I would have guessed 70. In like... How fat did you think I was? Jesus. Just trying to encourage you, bro. No. So, and yet, when I was in the fifth grade and I started to get fat, the first thing that I grew was some love handles. <laughs> and I remember the rest of me was okay, and I covered up my love handles, and I asked my sister, I was like, I was like it doesn't look that bad if I, if I could just lose these love handles, right? And she's like, yeah, you like so the rest of me is in, in, in decent shape. Well, all hell broke loose over the next, you know, 20 <laughs> to 30 years. years, 35 years, right? And uh, so then, finally, for the first time, like, like I'm at my high school weight, right? Like, I dropped 45 pounds. Guess what I still fucking oh, have? Oh, yeah. Those motherfucking love you handles. You and me both. You, you know and me both. I, I, I love them. They're my love. Fuck it. That is where I keep I my secret mine. powers. That's where I keep <laughs> my secret it. powers. Search for Bills and Beers on Twitter, on Facebook, on iTunes, Stitcher, any place else on the internet if you want to find this podcast and stay Except in touch Google with the Play. show. We uh, have a lot of fun talking to our listeners, and uh, we've got a lot of great listeners out there. I'm so glad that you guys have stayed with us uh, through thick and through thin, and I hope you made yes, it. And yes, you are correct. It is Lars. And, yeah, that's true. It is <laughs> they me. They all call him out by name. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you made it this far through the episode, and I, I really hope you have because these are really heartfelt thanks, and I really appreciate you being here because this team doesn't make it easy. And uh, that's what makes Bills fans Bills fans, and it's really nice glad. to have that community. It's great to have that community. And Cass uh, had a real fun experience with it in Indy this week, and uh, that's why we do it. So thank you so much for being a part of it. We're going to be back after the Monday night game, which we have very low expectations for. <laughs> it's going to be brutal, so uh, but we'll be here. Hope you are too. Until then. So, anyways, go, go Bills. Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Hi, you've reached the Vibes General Voicemail. We're located at 300 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. If you'd like to leave a message, this mailbox is checked regularly and will be forwarded to the appropriate party. Take care and have a great day. That's Bill's voice. This is this is what I'm... Hey, this is Bill's and Beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oops. Bill's voice. He hasn't worked at that company for nine years. Why is his voice still in the have... general mailbox? Should we call and leave a message at Vibes? Will no, we, we just trouble? did. We did, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's Bill's voice. That's Bill's. <laughs> Some it was Bill's voice. voice. I, think yeah. you got, I think you got hired as a temp. Maybe that's why. Oh, God.